don't give it as often, but I give it a little bit more to business owners and influencers. Because oftentimes people say, well, I don't have enough followers. I don't have enough this. I haven't written a book. And I'm like, have you asked though? Like, for example, my fiance and I are going on a honeymoon at some point, And I pitched a bunch of resorts and one of them got back and he said a hundred people without hundreds and hundreds of email every year. And you're the only person I've ever gotten on Skype with. And you're the only person we're going to do a collaboration with. But it was because like I was able to know the brand, know what I can offer, but that's that's why you don't get rejected if you know exactly what to say, if you study. So it's really teaching people how to be better students. Thank you for listening to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit girlswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that. Welcome to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras. And this is a show where you come as you are with the courage to speak up and tell a better story. And our guest today is Carrie McQuaid, who Jenny is such a fangirl of. Fangirl. I totally (laughs) fangirl. I followed Carrie. Oh, gosh. It's, well, obviously it's 2020. I was about to say, it's 2020, right? Like, duh, dumbass. Of course it's 2020 because 2020 sucks um <laughs> for so many reasons and it's been awesome for so many reasons but no like back in when instagram was still really hot like the the new hot thing mm-hmm. like carrie's instagram game was strong and i had stumbled upon her i don't know how and sarah and i were talking at some point and she said yeah i'm doing this thing with carrie McCray. and i was like carrie <laughs> I've been following her on Instagram forever. It was so funny because I was like, yeah, I've been to the mastermind at her house. And she's like, you know where she lives? You've been in her house? (laughs) Like what? Because, and then there was like the whole kindness box. Like I like to follow people who do things for like good, who use their influence for good. And that is Carrie for sure. So welcome to the show today, Carrie. (laughs) Please introduce yourself to our audience. I am Carrie McQuaid, slash that'll probably be very ending soon. I'll have a different last name in uh, by the time you're listening to this, yes. which feels weird. I'm about to get married. I am a motivational speaker. I used to travel the country pre-2020. <laughs> now I just travel via Zoom to other states. But I speak a lot on work culture, creating places that are kinder to one another. And then I also speak on risk-taking. So going from where you are to the life you want. Mm-hmm. So that is me in a nutshell. And you're about to take it. Because when you think about it, marriage is one of the, yeah. Marriage and childbearing (laughs) are like the two big giant risks. (laughs) Risk taking. In life. Yes. So how are you feeling about getting married in two days? The pandemic has been interesting to say the least (laughs) with the wedding, but I'm excited. And you guys are doing local or why do I feel like I remember you saying national or something? I'm like, I'm getting that you don't follow because you're not on Instagram. I'm not on Instagram, but I get her. I read her emails. Yeah, I'm having two weddings because hashtag 2020. Yeah. So I'm getting married here and then I'm doing I'm getting married again. I don't know what you call it. A second something next Saturday. Nice. So in six days, we'll, we'll go down to Alabama. My fiance comes from a really big family. So there's about 60 of them mm-hmm. and none of them could come here because of COVID. the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. And like his grandparents couldn't have come. Some of them could have come, but it didn't make sense to ask people to come based on what we're doing mm-hmm. for such a short period of time. But uh, his grandparents would not have been allowed to come. Right. And they both live in Alabama. Right. And I had friends years and years ago that what they 
interesting story. So they were living, they met in New Jersey. He was from Maryland. She was from one of the Dakotas. And they met while they were both living in New Jersey. And they literally opened up a map and did some research and said, where do we want to move? And they moved to Wisconsin. And so. Why? (laughs) Because. Who opens a map and is like, I want to move to Wisconsin. When they did the research, like it hit all of the buttons of what they wanted for their life. And so they just went went and moved to Wisconsin. No, it wasn't. Like they live in like a city. There are cities in Wisconsin. (laughs) I lived in Wisconsin. There's no. And there's race riots All right, right now. Listen, That's- we're not talking about Kenosha. Anyway, but they when they got married, they did a destination wedding in Jamaica. And then they had receptions in the Dakota, whatever Dakota she was from, right. and in Maryland. Right. So it was like he bought his tux because he was like, I'm going to wear it three times. Like it, she was like, yeah. I'm going to get an ROI on this dress. That's and awesome. yeah. <laughs> I think that it's a really great way to accommodate, right? Like that way the ceremony yeah. can be what it is that you want. Mm-hmm. And then you can, it's a celebration. So have as many parties as yes you want. Exactly. Get married every week for a year. Who cares? And Carrie knows yeah. how to party. She had a party on a plane. That's what kicked it all off. I did. You didn't hear this? You don't know No, I don't know the story. <gasps> Carrie, please tell her about the party oh. on the plane. You don't know this don't story? Know this. this is actually what brought me into motivational speaking. Yeah, 2017, I was flying, I was actually flying to attend a, comf- uh, attend a conference. I was flying out to California for one reason or another. And now I don't actually know why. And I was going to have to fly either on my birthday or the day before. And I called Southwest and was like, Hey, can I pass out goodie bags that ask people to pay it forward? And Southwest was kind of like, ah, that's a question mark. We can't like, we can't approve of that, but the pilot might approve of it. So I brought all these goodie bags on a flight and the Southwest flight attendants made it into a entire birthday party i touched every person on that airplane <laughs> get up, gave me those wings the wings you give the kids and it became a viral story when i got back from california uh, southwest retweeted it so there are like four million people and then news reporters emailed me for weeks and weeks it was like one of those well typically people think viral is like very quick like kind right. of a hockey stick it was like a never ending story. Like I just kept talking about it for weeks. I had a film crew come to my house like five or six weeks later. That's awesome. And they shot a video. They shot a video actually about me doing kind days in Durham. And people find that video and hire me to speak. But it's like not a public facing video. It's just like a random video on YouTube that does not have that many views. So when people find it, they email me and they say, I found a video and I'm like, it has to be that video. <laughs> and they hire me to speak based on that. Right. I and I may actually have known the story at the time. But so many kindness things that was just like it was like so, but that was you're asking me to remember back to 2017 when I had an 18 month like yeah. a toddler <laughs> like I have no memory of 2017 <laughs> the only yeah. memories I have are what shows up in my phone and my photos look what you have to look forward to Carrie <laughs> so tell us about this kindness movement that you started um here in Durham general. just in general but yeah both I came on what you were doing subscription boxes for a while too. Yeah, I did subscription boxes for a while. Um, I ended that for a, a lot of reasons, yeah. mainly because I was gone um, traveling so much that I could not manage being on the road and shipping mm-hmm. that many orders. But I came on to the internet, if you will, with that being my flag I waved. And I'll keep waving it and I'll wave it in different capacities. Yep. But that was kind of my thing. It's like the internet can be very awful in a lot of different uh, capacities. I think we're seeing that in 2020, people are really expressing their opinions, which is not bad, but I feel like it's, there's probably a lot of unkindness as a result, being in an election year, being with all the stuff that's coming to the surface. You look at companies now, like more than ever, companies are getting oust, if you will, mm-hmm. or no company is safe in, 
in 2020 mm-hmm. when it really comes down to culture. Yeah. Unless they, it really unless they have addressed to, culture, unless they do, that's where people are speaking with their wallets and saying, we're not going to tolerate you being shitheads, <laughs> right? Do the right yeah. thing and we'll support you. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, it's an interesting dichotomy now where it's really, if you didn't treat people well, you, you're going to get found out in 2020, mm-hmm. which is not bad, but it's, it's showing people that you would have thought had a phenomenal culture is don't. And so it's just where this idea of if you don't treat people well, it, it does come back to you in some capacity or not. And that's just been the motto I've always had. And that's been when I've encouraged followers. And I think you attract what you put out in the world. So I've attracted people who've also done really awesome, kind things as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been neat to have this experience over years of getting to know some of the people who follow me and getting to be friends with some of them and, and just seeing what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a lot of people I, I follow are like genuinely very nice as well. And who follow me like there's It's like, it feels like a very kind community. I don't feel like I get a lot of nasty things that come my way. I'm not getting people who are there to be nasty. It's almost like I've said, you're not allowed to be here. So I haven't run into a lot of, which I see a lot of bloggers run into, like people just sending them awful things. When I think too, the difference is your blog is very like brand consistent. Because I think bloggers who their brand is vulnerability, then like they're sharing these deep yeah. personal things, right? Yeah. And so then people, they can, you, the more vulnerable you are, the more you right. could get clap back. And so yeah. your brand is about spreading kindness. Your brand isn't about vulnerability. Like you're not up there like sharing yeah. your deepest, yeah. darkest, like I'm having a tough day or like you're sharing yeah. kindness. Yeah. Right. And that's, I'm, try, I'm like imagining it, you know, that it's like a soft, squishy, like teddy bear, right? Like you're not going to beat up the teddy bear just because right. it's there, right? So why would you? Right. Because it's just a cute little right. The teddy bear is not triggering thing. you. It's not going to trigger. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. That's what it is. Yes, that's what it is. It's Carrie is not. She's, she's not triggering. She's like very steady mm-hmm. with her message yeah. of kindness, and mm-hmm. so she's not going to trigger people, and that's the thing. And it's vanilla. It's not spicy, but it's not in a bad way. Like sometimes right. people describe vanilla as like bland and just there and and nothing special but in this case it's vanilla is vanilla is yes 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 it's all the attributes that because i would not describe carrie as vanilla she's like vanilla with sparkle (laughs) like she's got the sprinkles on top right right the edible the edible uh sparkles the edible glitter Mm -hmm. Love it. We come up with some really interesting metaphors. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so in your work out there, what is what is a story of a company that you ran into where the culture was just like shocking to you? And then how did you handle that when you go in there and you speak? And because that's what they're bringing you in for. Yeah, but a lot of times they have phenomenal culture. So I rarely actually go into bad cultures. Okay, People normally go, they know they have good culture and they want someone to reinforce it. Gotcha. So they need to go, hey, we want a third party to say, here's how we can do better, but also celebrate that we're doing well. So a lot of companies don't have that culture. A lot of people actually have great culture. It's just a matter of thinking outside the box. So a lot of times people just want a permission to do better at work. Like kindness is perceived as weak. Mm -hmm. And oh, if you're writing your coworkers a note, are you like, are you a tough person? Are you going to get a raise? And so this cultivating empathy is really what I talk about too. Mm-hmm. How do you have more empathy for people you don't know at work? And yeah, I don't know if I necessarily have like a culture. Like, I, I spoke at a couple of places where the people who brought me in actually made the culture bad. And it's hard when you're like, mm-hmm. uh, you're actually the issue. Like yeah. I did one where it was only it was a team of five and I was like trying to help the team work better together. And I was like, the CEO or the the general manager was actually the issue and he was running over the whole team. And so like when I would go through the games and like, tell them the secrets, I'd be like, you did it. Your team actually did it, but like you were failing. Yeah. 
And you can't fix it sometimes on the top, like the t- at the top. And I can give the other people. A lot of times it's like the middle level that has the issues. Like they have conflict, but the leadership's great. So that when the leadership is bad, you're like, I can't really fix that much. Then but I haven't gone any. Right. I haven't gone anywhere. Into there's, the yeah, there's somebody that we know that. I was that like, can when the leadership's the bad, send them to me, Carrie. I'll come in and I, that's yeah. my yes. that's my gig. Yes, that's not my my. Uh, <laughs> That's not necessarily my uh, specialty. Mine's a lot more co- cohesively as a team. What can you do to make the team better? But yeah, I haven't run into a ton. I ran into one where I was like, it's definitely a leadership issue, but you didn't bring me in for leadership. You brought me in for team building. And that's a different, totally. that's a different, well, and I think that's a different ball. Yeah. The word you use celebrate that was like, I'm like, yes, that's what you do. Like they are bringing you in because that's part of your whole brand too, is the celebrate yeah. is you celebrate yeah. it. What kicked it off was the celebration on the flight on Southwest. You celebrate like the kindness gala and things like that and celebrate yeah. the yeah. kindness sucks. So yeah, I can totally it's very see. sad to not be able to attend the kindness that there was no kindness gala. It's just delayed. What happened though? It's just delayed is all. I was so looking for it. I had a I'm sitter and everything. I'm hoping to have one. Yeah. I was going to say. That'll be our first comeback. We'll be like, we're open. We're doing it. I don't care. <laughs> Which will be, yes. And we'll be, yeah. I was so excited. Yeah. It'll still happen. I had a sitter. My husband was going to be out of town and I got a sitter and everything. I was like, we're going to go. She was going to be my date, Carrie. Yeah. So then, okay, if kindness and celebration is your thing and like the essence of who you are, I just feel like you're living your essence. So then how do you handle it when like shit gets bad? Like when it's tough? Because you can't be like, everything's awesome Right? Not there. Like unicorns don't shit glitter rainbows all day, every day. (laughs) Yeah, I think the thing, and maybe it's a gift thing I have is I'm a very outside the box thinker. So you can throw me even with the wedding like we're having a ton of guests we're just doing it safely and we're doing an outside the box kind of wedding and I will be sad for a period and then I will find a solution like I am one of those people where I'm like you will not tell me no and I think people it's funny because people are like you are very like sweet and you are pink but I think people who know me super well I'm very strategic and people don't always realize that and I don't really put all of them on the internet mm-hmm. But you give me a problem and, and, a, and a hardship, I'll I'll rise to the occasion. Right. And I'll be like, okay, here's like, I, I can always make lemonade. And I know that's not like people's, people are not always that way. But I do have moments where I'm like grieving the lemons where I'm like, this is mm-hmm. not what I want to like definitely this year. I've been like, I had a wedding in my dreams and I'm not getting it. But I really have a, a capacity where I'm like, I think it's partially because I speak someone on rejection and I'm like, you will not reject me. I will make this work. So I would say that for the most part, I am pretty happy or lucky because I am able to pivot really quickly into a solution. And like that, it's like, it's like almost like tenacity or just like resilience where I'm like, if I put it in my mind, it's happening and I will find a way to make it happen. Well, yeah. Like you got engaged during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that everything has been 2020 has been a very interesting year. Like how did you and your fiance meet? We met via a blogger. One of my friends is a blogger in Arkansas and she does a singles day every year. And this was her ninth, 2019 was maybe her ninth year. We are her 18th out of 23 couples to have met and gotten married. That's okay. Yeah. So she, yeah, she's been doing a decade. She always says it's a lot of work. She always says she's going to quit and then people always meet each other. Um, <laughs> after wedding on Zoom. But yeah. So yeah, we met through that. She basically set up an Instagram. She used to use a blog where you'd use like a, a link up. She'd do like a link up party and you could say, Hey, my sister's single. And then people could connect that way. That she did inter- Instagram last year. So she has a separate Instagram account. It's called Kelly's 
corner singles maybe mm-hmm. with a K um, for her Instagram. And she, people just put like their profile and their name and then you have to like DM each other. Mm-hmm. So I messaged him. Oh, he so was on he it. And slid I in, him. He slid into your DMs. I, no, I slid into his. You slid into his? Because um, <laughs> I was like, you're cute. He lived in Nashville at the time. Now he lives here. But, but I was like, well, I was actually in Nashville when I came across this picture and I was like, I'm already here. And I was going back to do, to speak at Jack Daniels a week later. So we messaged for a whole week and then I went back to Nashville and I met him. And it worked out super well because I never have time off, but be- because of cost effectiveness, it was actually cheaper for me to stay in Nashville than fly home. Like I was doing six trips in a row. And so I just stayed for three days and then went to my next trip. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to meet him. But I also laugh too, because I normally don't tell people my Instagram life. That's normally, like, hey, I'll tell you in a month into dating. Hey, I do the internet. Right. And I, in the span of six weeks, had gone to the Grammys, spoke at Target headquarters and spoke at Jack Daniels headquarters. And I was like, Hey, like my life is not normal. Like I had to like be like, that's not normal life. Um, because I was like, he's going to think that I have this really crazy life, which I do to some capacity, but it's not normally like that level of crazy mm-hmm. and, and see it all up front. So he was like, Oh, I see that you're at the Grammys. And I was like, yeah, that's like a whole story. That's not, that's just like one tiny glimpse of that. But mm-hmm. so that made me laugh. But I'm like, he, he kind of knew what he was getting into. And most of the time I like keep that a little bit more on the DL before I'm like, Surprise, thousands of people follow me. And right, I, where you're like, I'm a big deal. Right. Yeah. You're going to yes. be my arm candy, just FYI. <laughs> yes. So I need to hear the Grammy story. Yeah, that's, well, I, I'm not done with the. Oh, sorry, sorry. Usually this is sorry. you on the love story. What the fuck is happening today? <laughs> like you're, we have some weird role reversal happening right now. And then, so you guys live like, and then the pandemic happens, right? So you guys are not able to see each other. We saw each other, we went a month without seeing each other, which is the most we've ever done. But that may have been actually after we were engaged. I saw him right as the pandemic hit. No, I saw him every two weeks. I saw him right as the pandemic hit. We saw each other for Easter, which was like probably questionable. Like we did not tell the internet we did that mm-hmm. um, because technically we weren't really supposed to be crossing state lines, but I knew he was probably going to propose soon. And so we had just had so much, like with the pandemic, it just created a lot of stress for us. I lost a ton of contracts. It just was very mm-hmm. stressful. So we saw each other. For Easter, and then he proposed two weeks after that, and um, and then so, we went together. Yeah, and you have to share the proposal story, and then we can get to the Grammy story. Okay, because oh, I yes. did. He I follow. I totally followed that proposal story, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's the sweetest thing ever." Yes, me too. Me too. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, it was funny. He actually had a huge. I told him like, "I'm a go bigger. I don't go home." And so I told him like, when we met, I was like, "Just so you know, if we ever get engaged, I do not want it to be like at the beach, which is fine." I'm like, "That's just not me." I'm like, "I want freaking a band there. I want <laughs> any person you can have." And so when the pandemic hit, he was like, "Oh, you wanted a hundred people, and we legally can only have 10. So that was his like um, 120th like revision of a proposal. He went right. through every option. He called, contacted every person he could think of in North Carolina. Because originally I told him I wanted to get proposed at an airport because that's where I'm at so much. And I was like, that's right. kind of like my home. And I wanted, I was like, that's kind of what I want. But obviously that did not happen. Right. Um, so we came to my backyard. We had a lot of people record um, like segments singing my favorite Taylor Swift song. And it was super cute. And he was in my backyard with some of my, with, with one of my best friends, my sister. Mm-hmm. And my roommates pulled off an epic, like... They had me totally tricked. They were like, we're getting nice. We're doing this. They like hung signs in the, they threw me off so much because they're like, we're celebrating your birthday. So we're like, I didn't, I thought he maybe would come and surprise me, but I didn't think he was going to propose. He and sent out was. an email to all saying, please send me like your video. Mm-hmm. She went, it was the sweetest little email. It was so sweet. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it was, effort. it was the effort. Yeah. That's my thing. I'm like, I don't care what it is. As long as there is 
profound level of thoughtfulness and effort that yeah. matches the significance of the moment. And he was, oh yeah, he, he's an effort. He's a very thoughtful effort. Like he's very, he was sad. That was not his dream. Right. He was like, this is like below his level of standard. But then we put it on the internet and I was like, oh, 25,000 people watched it. So, right. <laughs> um, we had so many people messaging us. Like people emailed us for days. Like, oh, we're crying over this. It was seriously um, so cute. Cause they, yeah, all the videos of the Taylor, the love song people. and uh, yes, love story. Cute. Yeah. It, it was, was just cute. so it was just sweet. And honestly, yes. like it was so on brand for you. Like yes. I was so impressed <laughs> because I was like, this is just so nice. Yeah. Especially. Well, he's, yeah. He, he's very, well, he's a photographer. So he's a little bit more like we joke. Cause he's like my missing piece of, I'm like, who cares about good photography in my mind? I don't have the skill set, And he's, he's really been awesome at like, coming in and, and making things look a little bit more refined for me. So obviously Carrie doesn't know that I am a photographer as well. <laughs> I'm just like, for me, Instagram is more about words and not photos. And I love that you just said that Instagram is more about words. Like what? Like Instagram is all about pictures. That's crazy. She's words and he's image. Yeah. No, it works well. He's been able to, all the things I would need to outsource, he's been able to really, he takes pictures of all the socks. Like he's, it's been great. Like he's, because he's more in product. He's in the product. He's not actually in the people space. He's in the product space for photography. Gotcha. But it works well with our, I just joke like it's our, like, I got stressed out about us both being entrepreneurs, but it's great in the sense of when I pitch stuff for myself now, I'm actually able to pitch him as well. And it like, is actually secured us a lot more stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like even for our wedding, we actually got some collaborations for our wedding mm-hmm. and it's partially because I'm pitching him too. Yep. It's yep. like Absolutely. the dynamic where I'm like, I can talk about it, but he can make it look really good. And that's what they ultimately want. And it's rare, I think, for people to have both aspects, if that makes sense. Yep. Yep. Uh, so then you said you're nervous about you guys both being entrepreneurs. Tell me more about that. Just the unknown of that. I actually joke when I met him, I said, I don't really date entrepreneurs because what if we both lose our jobs? And, I, and he's, then March happened. And I was like, oh, here we are. But we've been able to pivot a lot. And I think it's made it more of an adventure. Ultimately, we've, we still had money coming in and jobs. It's just looked, it's just looked wildly different right. than it would have years ago, yep. if right. you will. And as an entrepreneur, I feel like you never don't have a job because you're the job. So it's not like you could ever. Right. Well, and you're always thinking about what the next thing is, right? So sure. the I was a, a lot of what I'm getting now is requests to talk about the pivot and shift, mm-hmm. right? Because I made a huge pivot because when everything shut down and your money is people photography and you lose 75% right. of your revenue and yes, you can do media and real estate, but I don't enjoy that, but you know, I'll do it because it's money in the bank. Right. But right. I, I, immediately was thinking of what's the next thing I can do? What's the next thing I can do? And I think when you have that tenacity, when you have that tenacity, however you say that word, I can spell it. I can spell that you have that resilience and you have that tenacity because you have to support yourself. There's no choice, right? right? There's no one that's going to come and save you. There's no HR you can go talk to and be like, hey, I'm struggling with this. Is there an opportunity that you might be able to, like, no, that doesn't happen. Right, right. I think that Especially and when you're both entrepreneurs, like I think the the magic that's going to be happening is all the things that you're going to be able to create together. Yeah. Like yeah. it's not so just about you of, pitching him, but there's going to be some major magic happening there. Yep. I foresee yep. my crystal ball. <laughs> yeah. Right, we're, so, we're start, he and I are starting a blog. We actually launched it last see? night. <laughs> and there it is. <laughs> yeah, there it is. We've talked about it for a while. I've actually always wanted to talk about money saving because I'm very strategic about like opportunities and money. And so we were calling it the Savvy Simpsons because our last name is Simpson. Nice. We launched it last night. And we'll, once we get back to travel, we'll share a lot about traveling. Like he and I will not play, we, he and I will probably never have to pay for flights for the rest of our life because we learned some certain travel hacks. 
but we're going to teach people how to do that. That's yeah. awesome. So that she, she sent me uh, her, I think it was a PDF. Oh, you do that. I am on it, Carrie. <laughs> and you have not yet just with me. I can send it to you. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Not that we're going anywhere, yeah. but. Right. It, it, it's, we run, I wrote an ebook just on how to save money at grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. Um, how to save money at going to get gas. Like I'm not allowed every to area in our shop. Place, we, don't, we don't save money. We save money in every area. So we teach right. people how to do that as well. Yeah. Right. I'm not allowed to go grocery shopping. Cause I, we always, I always end up spending like $200 and we end up with like things that we really don't need exactly. because I like, yeah. I get all the staples and Scott's, but there's no food. Right. Right. Like, where are we going to eat for dinner tonight? And I'm like, but look, I just bought all these groceries. Yeah. So he's that's responsible funny. for the shopping and does the Instacart and nice. all of, and that's Smart. how we hey. save money. That say, is how I strategically out. save money on groceries as my yeah, husband does it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So right, now ask. you can have, now you can have the Grammy story. <gasps> I was can you please share with us the Grammy story? Um, as long as possible. <laughs> yes. That was a long, a long dating story. Yeah. I was watching, I was actually watching the Golden Globes in 2019 and I was writing a keynote for um, AMA, which is like American Marketing Association, mm-hmm. I think is what the AMA stands for. And I was writing a keynote for people who were in transition. So it was a t- transition group between losing a job and trying to get another job. And I was writing about risk taking and as I was watching it, I was like, who are these rando people? They were just kept like cutting to people. And I was like, well, I don't really know people at the Golden Globes. Like, that's not my, I don't know, specialties or some, certain shows. You'd be like, oh, I know all of these shows. And so I Googled and I was like, who are these random people? And I knew that you could go as a seat filler to shows, but I didn't really think about it. And as I was Googling, they were like, oh, people just sit in seats while celebrities go to the bathroom or they win their award and they're gone. Mm-hmm. And so I found a website that I'd actually joined a long time ago, but had never had gotten like, Kick, you, if you don't renew it every year, it's like free, but you have to renew it. You get right. kicked off of it. So I like rejoined. And then the next award show was the Grammys after the Golden Globes. I was like, what's the next one? And I actually, I had a trip out to Los Angeles and I was already going to be there. I would have had to, I had to change my ticket by like one day if I ended up being able to go. Right. So I sent an application in, you just saw a little application. You send a photo of yourself. You write like a little blurb that I don't know if they read or not. And then you just right. like, put your first and last name. And then they email you like two weeks later. Um, I applied right when it opened. Like I had a timer on my phone. So I don't know if that made a difference or not, but I like, they say it's random. Right. I'm not sure if it's random. But they definitely do have diversity, if that makes sense. Like yep. they definitely are not looking for one specific person. It was a very diverse audience mm-hmm. as far as age, race, background, when I got out there. But they basically just send you an email and they're like, here's your ticket, print it out and bring it. Yay. And they tell you what to wear. And then, of course, my friends were like, you're going to be in the back row. It's going to be like, it's not going to be exciting. Have a small, have a low attitude about it. And Pack I sat a snack, uh, snack right, Isn't it like purse. five hours that right. you're sitting there? <laughs> like, it take is. a protein bar. No, it's a whole right. day. <laughs> it's a whole day. It's, it's gosh, I, I got there maybe at one and it was over at eight. Because it's, yeah. it's like West Coast time. It's here at eight, but it's five there. Right. I mean, you run an adrenaline. Like, I was not hungry. I also did not go to the bathroom because you can't like. If you give up your seat, you give up your seat. And you're like, you don't want to give up your seat if you get one. So I, it's like a whole to do, but you just move seats based on, and they move you. Like there's a staff of people that like, they're, they get in trouble if the seat's not full mm-hmm. for a commercial break. Mm-hmm. Like they get in so much trouble. So as the night went on, I had better and better seats because people went home. Yeah. So like I was with, I was actually like with people that were definitely famous, but I didn't know who they were. Like I sat with a lot of producers for the first hour, but I don't know who they were, but we were like close enough. We were close to the stage, but like, I don't know who they were. But they were for sure famous. Right. You could tell. And then as the night went on, I sat with more and more. They move you closer right. to the front because people go home and then 
they have to have those seats filled because the camera is constantly on them. So it was That's definitely awesome. a, so a random. Like, it's like crashing, yeah. but with permission. You're like, I'm crashing the Grammys, yeah. but I have permission. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was fun. The whole night, my brain was exploding out of my, and you can't, you can't have your phone on, so you can't tell anyone. It's like the whole time you're like living it and you're like, I have to memorize all of this because I have to go tell people when I get home what just happened because I cannot, like every moment you're like, oh my gosh. At one point I was just completely sandwiched between very famous people and you're just like, I'm trying to be cool. And, um, do I say hi? Do I not say hi? What's the etiquette, right? Do they tell you? Well, you're not be- supposed to, but you're not supposed to say hi. Yeah, you're not supposed to say hi to anyone. I had to climb over I Anna Kendrick to get to my that. seat. You had to climb over um, somebody to get to your seat? I had to climb over Anna Kendrick. She was on the aisle. She, I have to a girl who? crush on her. I have such a girl crush Wait, on I, her. Wait, Anna Kendrick. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my yeah. God. She'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry I touched you, but I'm not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Well, she didn't lose. So I'm like trying to, and you have to, you have, the one rule is you have to face the person when you climb over them. Because you can't have you your butt have to your them. Ass in there. Yeah, you have to face them. So you're like, hi, you know that I'm not famous, but I'm climbing over you. <laughs> she was a rose. Like she's stick. tiny. Is she tiny? Oh, she's teeny tiny. She yeah. was teeny tiny. She was super, super cute though. But I sat with other seat fillers. So there were like eight of us in a row and it was like Anna Kendrick, her boyfriend, and then a seat filler, me, a seat filler, a seat filler, Kelsey Ballerini and Kelsey Ballerini's husband. And then in front of me was Matt Cyrus. Behind me was Diana Ross and Tracy Ellis. Stop oh my God. It. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. I had to climb over Diana. Diana Ross had just performed and we had to climb over her because she wasn't moving. And someone was like, don't step on her dress. But just like the lady was like super annoyed. She was like, I know she's super famous, but she's literally my way. And the time is like, you have to get to your seat. And she was like shoving me past her. And I was like, okay. It was crazy. She had a massive dress and she was like, climb over the dress because <laughs> people don't move. But you have to, you I have would be, to be in the so seat. unsuccessful as either the celebrity or as the seat filler, <laughs> because I would literally be like, I am going against all of my core values of being impolite. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I would need, I wouldn't even, apo- but not the apologizing, but because you can't stand up, right? That's part of the, right. They can't move because they can't stand up during the, like, no, they, they can move. They just were talking to people. Like they don't oh. want to move out of your way. Like she was just stand, she had just performed, and so people were congratulating her, and so she oh, wasn't moved. She was yeah. in the aisle. She performed in the aisle, and so mm-hmm. pe- people were like hugging her and being uh, like, "Congratulations!" And so the lady was like, "We have yeah. to get around her because there are empty seats." I sat. Right. We sat in the I don't know their BTS. It's like a K-pop dance band. They all went yeah. home. Yes. Yeah. So all of their seats were like empty, and all of them had to be filled. Because somebody made a comment to me about BTS, and I had to go look up who they were. <laughs> Yeah, Carrie, I'm going to need you to email me after the show of what that website is so I can sign up. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Well, they're going to move all the shows to New York because California is going to burn to the ground, unfortunately. And we're going to, I'm not trying to, but I'm just being realistic at this point in my head because. Yeah. So I laughed because I went to that one and I was like, oh, this is a once in a lifetime experience. And then my sister really wanted to go. So we went to CMT awards. Yep. And that was like. My sister had better seats for me for that. My sister sat in Sarah Highland's seat and Sarah Highland never came. So my sister was on people's Instagram stories, like <laughs> legit famous people. She was in all of them. Like the night after she was like, look, I'm in this room. Cause she was in every shot on TV. My sister was in it. That's fantastic. Cause yeah. she sat like with the A-listers. And so she, I sat like a, a couple rows back, but I wasn't in like the, the like right. main people. Oh, we will totally do it. <laughs> I'm going to put it out there that we're all going to go as we're going to have tickets because we're going to be at the point in our careers where we're going to be invited to this shit. But I want to sneak in first. I want to crash first. 
Okay. And then we can get to that level. Yes. Okay. Because most of them are ticketed. That's the thing too. It's like most of them, you you have to be invited. You can't like, you can't buy a ticket, which is interesting. So that's why I think it's funny. It's like mainly people are like invited to it and then they're seat fillers. But that's what's confusing because people, like when you go to certain more shows, like they don't know that you're not famous if they don't know the seat fillers. Like they think you're just like someone they don't know. Right. Grammys, at Grammys, they don't. Like at the Grammys, they're like, you're a seat filler. But right. at other award shows, they're a little bit more like, right. Because there's like, so many you know, people that are involved in these I productions. I could totally pretend that... to be like somebody's girlfriend or wife or something. No, we could totally. Famous. Yeah. Well, how do but we also, get like, to. You know people are. Like, how do we get to the award show where there's going to be like Alexander Draymond and Sam Hewen and from Outlander and The Last Kingdom? <laughs> I'm like, what? Is that a TV what? show? <laughs> I'm like, what show, what awards would that show win? What what does that belong I don't know. To? I would probably be the Emmys, I guess. Yeah. Because they're to, stars in Netflix. We're going to have to do that. We're gonna research. All right. So since yeah, you are asking on Netflix, there is a show called The Last Kingdom. And it's a, mm-hmm. a thing in Netflix and BBC. Treat yourself. Treat yourself, girlfriend. <laughs> and also yep. Outlander on Stars oh. as well. <laughs> but yes, just treat your, The but Last yeah. Kingdom. Hmm. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. So all, all three, the three musketeers there. Yes, yes. And their their Instagram game is on point. They have I've heard that that is awesome, really funny too. Yeah, yes. they are real. They are hilarious, and they do the Last Kingdom podcast. They it is they are funny and very well, handsome. Meet them. Yeah. Yeah. Not the enemies. <laughs> exactly. We can all go to Hungary. <laughs> They're in Budapest. I just want to go to them. I just, yeah, but I also I'm like, wanna... okay, you're regressing. Sorry. I but ask. I do want to go to Budapest. <laughs> okay. So Carrie, you had said about the talk you do on rejection and I'm like, Ooh, yeah. I want to hear more about that. So tell me about the rejection and how that goes, how you handle that. What are the tips, tricks? A lot of it is this, I use stories like the Grammys, like we just give ourselves ceilings. That's ultimately, especially as women, we're like, Oh, I can't really do that. I'm not prepared enough. So a lot of it is just this idea of like, did you ask for the opportunity? Mm-hmm. And most people are like, no, I didn't. And so it's, it's really teaching people how to more effectively ask for what they want and also to be more aligned. Mm-hmm. Does that work for your brain? A lot of times people ask for things that, that they're going to be get told no because it it doesn't, it's like not a good fit. But if you can really align like who you are, what you do with what's a good fit, it's like eliminates, eliminate some of the objection. And the more yeses you get, the more you can like, go forward, I guess, if you will, like the more it creates a yes cycle. And a lot of times people get in a very strong no cycle and they can't break it. And they're like, everyone tells me no, or they never ask because they assume everyone's going to tell them no. And so it's this idea of how many yeses have you been tried to go for? Um, So I don't give it as often, but I give it a little bit more to business owners and influencers because oftentimes people say, well, I don't have enough followers. I don't have enough this. I haven't written a book. And I'm like, have you asked though? Like, for example, my fiance and I are going on a honeymoon at some point and I pitched a bunch of resorts and one of them got back and he said a hundred people without hundreds and hundreds of email every year. And you're the only person I've ever gotten on Skype with. And you're the only person we're going to do a collaboration with. But it was because like, I was able to know the brand, know what I could offer, but that's, that's why you don't get rejected. If you know exactly what to say, if you study. So it's really teaching people how to be better students of opportunities they want. Oftentimes we just pitch like that and it, you just throw spaghetti at every wall. Yes, you're going to get told yeses, but are you throwing the right spaghetti at the right wall to the right person? Right. And so she has no to... idea how much she's my person right now. So let... what do I say all the time? <laughs> right. Don't throw spaghetti at the wall and hope something's going to stick. Be strategic and intentional and pay it and, and, and pay attention to what it is that you're creating that what you're asking for. 
So I want to understand it through the example though, of the honeymoon. So through help walk me through that, of that process. So what are you pitching? Are you like, I'll talk to your team while I'm there? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I pitched a two part thing. I said, one, I'll do a keynote and two, I'll, and I knew they had good culture. One, I could tell based on what I like, they had good culture. And two, I said, my fiance is a product photographer and I could tell they didn't have good photos on their website. Mm-hmm. And so they came back and they said, actually, we desperately need photos of food, food like food photos, which is exactly what mm-hmm. he does. Like that's his strongest suit. And they said, our entire core value is kindness. And they said, having you come in and do a keynote and having him do photos are exactly what we need. And I could tell based on the website like that. So it was like that fit was perfect. And he was like thrilled. And so we got on zoom and, we were doing a level of collaboration. We're not, we're doing actually two different resorts, but, but that might point is I didn't just let me just go to Hawaii and look at a random person, like really mm-hmm. studied kind of these websites and go, what's a missing, what's a missing piece here? And so and how can I them, them though? Are you like, so I noticed the photos on your website suck and y'all need new photos. Or are you just, Hey, we're going to, we want to have our honeymoon out there and this is what services and value my husband yes. provides. And yes, so while yeah. we're there, I never if said, you like, want us to do yeah. that. Okay. Yes. So that I wouldn't say I'm a strong writer by any means, but I have always had a high return on email. That's just been a sweet spot for me. I have about a 50% yes rate, mm-hmm. which I guess is not normal. I don't know. That I don't is know what very, the very high. Carrie, that's yes. very so, high. <laughs> yeah. So we pitched five resorts and two of them said yes. That's and then awesome. I stopped because I was like, great. We don't need more than that. Um, one, we're doing two different even, kinds of collaborations. Right. It didn't um, even occur to me to be pitching on things like that because in my brain, I just... Like I'm like compartmentalized, right. like personal business. Like I just do. Yeah. This is going, this is going to, start, to, yeah. Yes. Now I'm like, okay, villas in Italy. I'm going to start researching places in Italy. Yeah. And next summer, are my because that was my whole vision. And you have a photographer. Exactly. <laughs> my whole vision already last year on my vision. Do we have to bring our husbands? Vision video. I'm bringing the whole family. We're spending a summer, a month in Italy. Come on. Okay. I have, Carrie, I've just proclaimed it. You can hold me to it. I okay? love it. You can hold um, me to it. Send me an email and be like, Sarah, where are you at with Italy? <laughs> where are you at with But it's sad. It's like people don't really ever go. That's what I'm saying. Like outside the box. Like lots of, I'd say almost every area of our wedding, we pitched for something. Cause I was like, we might as well. Like it's expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and people have been really generous with us. But again, it's being strategic. And this is actually a really interesting conversation because one of um, our friends recently got engaged and that was one of the things he's like, how can I, he's, I want to have this amazing experience, but how do we make it so that, not that they don't want to pay for it, but they really want to have an elevated experience that would bring value to the guests and the place where it's going to be. And this is going to be, this is going to be a fun conversation later. Right. I'm excited. I just... (laughs) My brain is now firing of, yeah. oh, all the different oh. things. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. the thing though is, and it's too, it's getting over the hump of being afraid to ask. Yes. Cause I don't ever want to put anybody out. I don't ever want to like, bother people. Yeah. I don't, oh. it's such, oh, I need yeah, but I, I think that's not my attitude is what if I make their company better right, and then right. they serve more people. So it's, I always slip it or I'm not, I'm like, I don't feel like I'm bothering anyone. I'm trying right. to help you. No help other people. So I view it more as, but I think it's how a lot of more women than men are like, Oh, like it's inconvenient. And you're like, but, but is it is your goal to go and help a resort be better for all their customers moving forward? And now you've just Mm -hmm. impacted thousands and thousands of people by offering a keynote. Like, 
Mm-hmm. Right. It's not bad. And then and that goes back to what you were saying before about starting from the place of not viewing yourself as small, right? Like not keeping yourself in a very limited, rigid um, environment, but thinking outside the box. That yeah. is entirely how her journey and her brand started. Of, yeah. Hey, I'm going to be on a plane and I have my birthday. And so I'm going to reach out to Southwest and ask them, is mm-hmm. this okay? And then right. they're going to say, they said, ask the pilot. So she came prepared mm-hmm. for, for the pilot. Yeah. She planned as if the pilot was going to say yes and had it all prepared, did it. Right. Like they joined in and boom, it went big. And she just continued that right. same mindset and that same approach. So takeaway yeah. for the listeners right now is work, move forward in your life as though you already have the yes. Act as if. Yep. Love it. Oh, I love it. I feel like that's a good place. This is a good place. So it is time for the Girls Who Do Stuff lightning round. So on on the Girls Who Do Stuff, we will, we do this thing called the lightning round where we rapid fire questions at you and you say the first thing that comes to mind. Ready? All right. I'm, I have a new one I'm going to pause <gasps> in there, too. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. Don't tell me. Just okay. throw it just in throw somewhere. It in you just randomly. throw it in randomly. Okay. So I'm going to start on that note. But you can't do it as the second question. You're okay. going to have to wait and bury okay. it a little bit. Okay. okay. Sorry. <laughs> I love it. All right. What is your number one favorite book? Oh, it's called The Big Leap. Mm-hmm. It'll change your life. The Big Leap? Yeah. Okay. Never heard that one? Oh, you're the book chick. I thought you'd be all over that one. I usually am. I'm gonna find it and add it to my wish list there. Changed my whole life. What is something people often get wrong about you? I think people think I'm like a little bit more, I don't know, like sweet smart work because I'm definitely sweet. I think people people, like mild. Yes, people perceive me to be very mild, and I'm like, that's not true. Right, I see. Yeah, just people have to earn the right to see that. But that goes to speak to the difference between that social media persona and real life, because you yeah. have the choice for your personal brand of how people perceive you. But right. in real life, you also have different you have elevated opportunities to really live authentically and be right. You right. Know. You do you, boo. Not everybody yeah. gets to see my level of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone gets to see my level of crazy, though, because I'm just so open about it. It's great. All right. Okay. That was it my turn. Your- what is the best piece of advice you've ever been told? Oh, uh, that's a good question. For my dad, he just kind of told me this idea that life doesn't have ceilings unless you decide they do. Mm-hmm. Like this idea of nothing's impossible mm-hmm. unless you tell yourself it's impossible. Mm. Yep. So he raised us to be very uh, go-getters. Yep. If you could go back and advise yourself in the past, what age would you go back to and what would you say to yourself? That's a good one. I'd probably go back to like 13 or 14 and be like, it's all going to be fine. <laughs> there is not so much for you to worry You're about right gonna now. You're going to end up at the Grammys at some point. Right. And, and this- the CMT Awards. <laughs> and yeah. having parties no, on planes. Funny. It's just funny. I think that's how life goes. I actually laugh because I cried at the end of 2018 and I was like, there's no way 2019 will be better. I had just such a successful year. And six weeks in, I had launched, I was at the Grammys and then I was speaking mm-hmm. at my dream company. And I was like, you know what? Those tears were in waste, but it's just funny. We don't, you don't know yeah. what you don't know. You needed those tears though, to up level, to be able to accept to the, to the yeah. graces yeah. that were going to come at you for 2019. Yeah. Yep. That was a stepping stone. Yes. Not a waste. Just saying. Your turn. Oh, what is something that no one knows about you? I don't know. Did we already ask that one? Mm-mm. Okay. 
I'm gonna say I feel like I'm a fairly open book. I like don't have any. I don't have any secrets. <laughs> what was the moment you felt like you proved yourself? I delivered a convocation speech as my very early on keynote. And I remember speaking in front of 1200 people being like, you're going to be okay. I think that was my moment. I, I think it was funny that I must not struggle with pride because I think that was the first time I ever felt like proud of myself. And I was like, this is a very unusual feeling. Like <laughs> people are very prideful. And I was like, is this what prideful feels like? I remember just like walking around feeling like, so you're amazing. And I don't really typically feel that on a regular, it's just very interesting. It was a very out of body experience. And I remember that day being like, I'm just so proud. And I guess that's not normally my MO. And so it's just funny. Right. What do you geek out about? That's a good question. I feel like I love st- statistics. I don't know. Like I love, I love the the strategy of that. Just understanding if you do this, like A to B, like moving things forward. That's probably it's probably not statistics, but like just the back end of things really makes me excited. Which probably no, you is can say you geek out about strategy because I totally geek out about strategy. Yeah. And yeah, I think that maybe not statistics, but yeah. like strategy and then like the results of strategy. Yeah, the bat yeah. like. You do this and then you do this kind of thing. Yeah. What did it feel like before you proved yourself? I don't know. I don't know if I had a moment before where I felt de- maybe defeated, but I don't know if I necessarily had a, a big evolution, if that makes sense. I think with my personality, I've always been just like, driven along the same path. So I've never felt unqualified. Mm-hmm. But I think there's been moments where I felt like, oh, you actually can do this versus right. moments of fear. That makes sense. Yep. Yep. How do you measure success? I really measure in people, people of impact. Success for me really has never been about a bank account. It's been a lot more of, am I living a fulfilled life? And am I impacting people around me? And am I being impacted and growing and learning as a human? Yep. Who are the people that challenge you? I have a good group of girlfriends and I feel like they, they challenge me in a lot of ways. I think more than anything, people keep me on planet earth. That's like the joke. Like I don't necessarily need people to challenge me. I need people to be like, let's live on earth where we don't go to the Grammys on a Sunday. I, I think it's more of a grounding than a challenge. Yeah. Um, I think people tether me, which is what I need more than to be challenged. I don't need someone to tell me to do more. I think I need someone to say, you don't have to be at all the places doing all the things. Yep. So it's almost yeah. the opposite. Yeah. Yep. I like that. I like that. The Maybe we should adjust this que- the question to be like, who challenges or tethers you. I like that. I liked that you, the, her take on it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yep. Okay. You want to do the last one? We have the two. If your life had a theme song, what would it be? Oh, that's a good question. We bring it in lightning round. Yes, we do. <laughs> I don't know. I would just say anything Taylor Swift. Yes. <laughs> fellow. Yes. Like I literally for the three weeks I had folklore on repeat because it was it's so good. I just don't yeah. know how anybody can hate on Taylor. Like she is so wise, strategic. Like she's, uh, she's next level. And yeah. I just don't know why people hate. I don't get it. Because she's next level. That's true. When we found out we had haters, yes. like that was like it's next level. Love Taylor Swift. Right. Okay. If your <laughs> life was a movie, what movie would it be? Like that already exists? Yeah. So mine is Moana. So what would yours oh. be? I don't actually know. She's totally uh, Reese Witherspoon would play her. Yeah. Reese Witherspoon. Yes. Like you're like no, Sweet Home Alabama like or something. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> that's, yep. I think that's what it is. And but her fiance, the Alabama roots, but she can be like in the New York doing the thing. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Yay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I just got excited. No, that's there. all good. <laughs> you're right. right. <laughs> the movie we don't have yet. Right. You had her at Reese Witherspoon. Right. <laughs> She's actually my sister's 
favorite human. And my sister and I met her last year. Of course year. you did. Into her. We ran into her. Very casual. I used to, I actually could show you, but my picture is gone because I'm moving, but I had a picture of me and her spoon. Were you how, like, were you, you like in Nashville or in I, LA or? Yes. So my sister and I actually went shopping at our store. We went to Taylor, we went to see Taylor Swift. We had a girls weekend to see Taylor Swift last, I think last year, maybe 2018, 2018, the very end of 2018, we went to see Taylor Swift and we went to shop at her store. And I, I was like, Hey, I think that Reese Witherspoon sometimes goes and visits people at the store. My sister was like, yeah. And then we left the store and we came back. We were walking to go to Jenny's ice cream and we like passed the store and some girl was like, Hey, Reese Witherspoon's in there. And we were like, ah, and the girl was like, no, for real, she's in here. So we went in, we got in a little line and there was probably like, I don't know, like maybe 50 people in line. And like, she didn't take photos with everyone because she went, she left, but we took photos with her and then we shared it on social media. And my sister cried on the side of the street of Nat. I'm like, we have to go to the, you cannot be crying in public. We went, <laughs> rubber. my sister was like, let me have a moment because she was getting, her phone was blowing up because everyone knew like that was her person. Yep. And she was like getting mad because people were like DMing me and she's like, don't make it about you. It's not about you. And then um, <laughs> two days later, and then of course people were blowing, like, by all of my followers were like, oh my gosh. And two days later, I called my sister at work. I was like, hey, my phone's blowing up. Just want to let you know that Reese Witherspoon put a photo of you on her Insta story. And she was like, love my fans. And it was a picture of my sister. My sister was like, I'm going to have to leave work immediately. Like, close the door. Are you sitting down? Like, she literally was like, I have to go. I have to go home. She's like, Reese Witherspoon knows that I exist. It was hilarious. Like, us. And then Reese Witherspoon reshared that. And she, my sister was like, I can't, I cannot right now. She like just saved it. While I literally recorded every story. I was like, this is crazy, but it was just, so it was like next level. So my sister was like, I'm like, you have now peaked. You have reached. Yes, yes. That's, her, that's, that's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. That's, that's awesome. fun. You never know. That's what I always said. You never know. You just show up in life. You never know what yep. happens, but yeah, um, yep. it was just a funny, it was a funny moment. The girl in line with us at, we, to meet Rich Witherspoon was like, I know likes aren't everything in life, but she was like, I did go to Taylor Swift last night and I'm about to meet Ruth Witherspoon and these are my most popular photos I've ever had. And my sister and I were like dying laughing. She's like, I know life's not about that, but this weekend is really just crucial in my life. We were like dying. We were like, right. I mean, fair, yeah. fair. Sure. That's that validation. Fun. Like you feel like, yeah. Yeah. Now I totally get that. Yeah. So where can yeah. people find you? People can find me. My website is just Carrie Grace. Com. I'm actually about to change my Instagram. So can't tell you yet till I change it. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I also, we just launched at the Savvy Simpsons as well last right. night. Awesome. At the Savvy Simpsons on Instagram. By the time this episode airs, we will um, link your new Instagram that you are changing your name. So we'll have that linked in on all of our stuff yep. and visit com and is it Savvy Simpsons? Yeah, that's the, the website for the awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you and so congratulations. much. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you, Carrie, for being on the show. We loved having you and hearing all these stories. You are an inspiration, so I understand why you are a motivational speaker. And we celebrate you and your upcoming wedding. Have fun, enjoy yourself, and on the honeymoon, too. Yes. So. Thank you. And and all of our listeners, make sure to like, subscribe, and rate. So that's how you uh, help others find us. And you remember, you can always comment, reach out to us. We love connections, too. Yep. All over Instagram and Facebook, Girls Who Do Stuff, and uh, the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. So we are so thankful for you because you keep us going. And thankful to our sponsor, Sadie Harper. And we will catch you on the next episode. I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras. And, and you, you do you, you boo. boo. We love making this stuff for you. 
You can help us out by subscribing to this podcast and follow us on social media. 